podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast, episode 215. Episode 215, you know, if you add 2 and 1 and 5 together, you get 8 in numerology. 8 is the great karmic equalizer, a force that just as easily creates as it destroys. When 8 comes knocking, you can be assured that you will reap what you've sown. The 8 balances the material and immaterial worlds. On the material plane, it's focused on results, often in the form of money. Yet it does not care much about money for the sake of it. It's not greedy. It sees money as a tool, not an end result. It's generous and willing to take risks. People with strong aids in their charts often make and lose fortunes a couple of times during their life. And so with that in mind, if you, dear listener, are involved in a ludicrously profitable multinational company, why not consider pumping thousands of that sweet, sweet excess cash into the Anfield Index podcast with me, Trev Downey? And my beautiful assistants, Carl Kalbach, Cam Branch, and Guy Drinkle. Just a thought. Carl, I believe you were eating pineapple on a stick earlier on. Can I, can I just basically <laughs> nail this ghost to the coffin immediately, please? The, I, was thing... eating, I was eating pineapple and mango slices without <laughs> the use of a stick. Thank you. Well, I can only go by what I've been reported. And I was it was reported to me that you're eating pineapple on a this, stick. This is the manipulation of the media again. It is. It is. I have the same report. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's a good one. Uh, so you, so you, in the previous podcast, Carl, as a, by way of, of a sort of a brain snack, you, what you're telling me is you were chomping down on some good old pineapple chunks and a bit of mango while you were uh, shouting at the, your fellow writers in the writer's pod. Is that correct? Pretty much. That's what I was doing, yeah. And because our producer, who produces this show too, um, he doesn't have a problem with tropical fruit, Trev. He has a problem with fruit. Yeah, well... It, it, is, it is alien to his nature, and therefore he struggles with... He thinks that the only time guy's ever seen pineapple is, is on a stick at a party. And even then, he just took photos of it rather than actually tried to eat it. I believe he threw some hard uh, little uh, spherical balls at, at a coconut shy once. They thought that was an actual pineapple. Um, he's not, he's, yeah, he's, he's not a fruit man guy. He's not a fruit man. He, he, oh, he's seen apples. He's seen apples. Right, well, you know... You see, you can't really, ch- yeah, that's, that's Cam Branch laughing in the background, ladies and gentlemen, in case you hadn't guessed. He'll be doing a lot of that um, via his uh, particularly dodgy Wi-Fi connection this evening. But anyway, Carl, we get back to, we digress, we digress, and we will continue to digress, but lest we lose the run of ourselves completely. Um, did you have any opening thoughts for us? I do. I have two quotes, and it's it's ironic that we're talking about the uh, the chronic uh, manipulation of the media because they're from the, the same book, which is the greatest novel ever written that doesn't involve Dorian Gray, and it's this: the object of waging a war is always to be in a better position in which to wage another war. Well, that's now, big, you, that's big Georgie, right? The second, yeah, the second quote is the big one. 
Does Big Brother exist? Of course he exists. The party exists. Big Brother is the embodiment of the party. Does he exist in the same way as I exist? You do not exist. Mm. I was just thinking about that in terms of what happened in America today. Yeah, uh, well, what, what happened in America every the, day? For well, the the, last... the, 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 particularly the bomb sent out to um, critics of Trump. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's a pretty spectacular example. Uh, uh, wage another war. Packages. Yeah, wage another war. There weren't the bombs. Starts war to wage another one. There weren't bombs, according to the Trump administration. There were suspect packages. Which makes it all perfectly fine. Yes. Fine, yeah. Yes, yes. A suspect package, uh, Cam Branch, is exactly what's on display whenever you wear your tight pant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is seamless, Downey. Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, I, I mean, I'm you should just end up on there now. I'm happy, I'm happy with that. Uh, I'm just gonna. I, I'm. I may well just go on out and and have a coffee. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, go and have some pineapple on a stick, or as Guy Grinkle thought, it was cheese on a stick. Cheese on a stick because pineapple is not real. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing, Cam. I mean, you must be in a very very low state because this week, uh, one of our mutual heroes introduced to us by Car- by Carl Kopak, To be fair, uh, Chibudi G. Uh, gizumped your Zara deal, it looks like, and uh, it was suggested to him via Twitter that Zara had a line of clothes that would very much suit him, and of course he's all over it. Of course he is, and it looks like he's jumped in there. It's what, what prompted my introduction, hoping, hoping to get some new sponsors, because obviously Zara's out the window now, Cam. Yeah, I mean, I might have to look at River Island and next now. <laughs> I love the way it's such a step down for you. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and there's there's a ringing endorsement if ever I, heard one. <laughs> I, I might have to look at them. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get the gig on the strength of that particular. Uh, <laughs> it's the I best mean, I could do. I'm just still in a state of shock at what's happened here. You know, I, I've lost my lucrative sponsorship deal, which was costing me millions. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've gone out on a limb there for you in the introduction, and, and and you just you just shut down two big companies immediately. Uh, what what is, what? Is, what is, what exactly is it uh, that that, that um, can you can you explain for our listeners a little bit better than I did what what happened there with our with our mutual uh, uh, hero Chibuddy G? Um, s- somebody tweeted a photo of a, a line of clothing, uh, very um, loud looking sh- shirts, weren't they? Yeah, and, um, and said this just looks like a line that was just specially designed for. Shibuddy Geezy, as he's, as he's known on his Twitter handle. Yeah. So, um, and it was just like, like you say, he's, he's jumped all over it, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, he, he stole it. And, and, and to be honest, this means war people. So, uh, I am setting up a GoFundMe page because, uh, I will be needing funds to fight this war <laughs> because wars cost money. And, yeah. and I, obviously I don't have any because I spent all my money in Zara. So, um, yeah, help me out there. It's a dark situation you found yourself in, Camo. I can only, I can only commiserate. And uh, and I wonder, do you, on the back of that, is your quote the usual upbeat stuff, or have you been brought into a, a, a darker spot as a result of your your treasured Zara deal going tits up? Um, it's not a bad one. It's not too. It's not too dark, and it's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's overly happy. It's quite. It's quite a good one. So, here you go. I once cried because I had no shoes to play soccer with. But one day, 
I met a man who had no feet. David Brett? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say close, but no Uh, cigar. It's probably what? Is it Pele? Ooh, you're, you're on the yeah, right. It's, it's got to be South, right South, South American Maradona or someone. No, no. It was Are actually. We've gone from being close with Pele to Lee Cutterwell. <laughs> it's know. just the next, next step along, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's just natural progression, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was actually Zinedine Zidane. Ah, okay, okay, right, right, right. A little bit more um, uh, recent than I thought. I wouldn't have seen Zidane in a situation where he would be going shoeless. Although I suppose he just meant he probably meant boots, football boots specifically. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 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 interesting. I, I mean, I played uh, football in India once, and half half the players didn't have any. Were playing barefoot. And what were the other? Don't tell me the other half were playing with actual boots with studs. No, no, just just trainers. Okay, okay. Just okay. who could afford a pair of you know something to wear? So um, yeah, and it was it was a hard game. Yeah, no, no, yeah. You see, can we see something like that? You just you realise uh, what a ridiculous privileged little twonk you are over here in this part of the world at times. Was your was yours the only kimono seen on the pitch at the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was wearing a sari. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even smile at that. I just nodded to myself. Yeah, of course he was. Of course he was. You see, that's it. It's 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 not even vaguely amusing. It's just simply what would. <laughs> it's just simply what would happen. Uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed last during during the day there, but um, uh, our, our mate uh, Ari uh, uh, Ari Jitbanik from uh, from Twitter uh, was tweeting um, uh, gags there and and. Uh, Linked to a little uh, tweet from a, a crowd called The Indicator, who were talking about the rise of the machines. We were talking earlier on about AI cam, uh, how you were how you were using the uh, the automatic options in the chat box there, and it was actually working out okay. Like, it, granted, you did seem a little blander than usual, but it, it it was working out okay. We could actually have a conversation, and apparently. You know, they, <laughs> if you, if you, if you click on the link that Ari, uh, Ari supplies, uh, to the indicators, uh, Twitter feed, they've got basically like two mics linked up to two separate, uh, uh, iPods or iPads or iPhones or something. And they're just chit chatting, talking shit to each other like, like AI devices can. And, you know, the idea was, well, it won't be long until I don't really think you're going to get the level of discourse that we have about cheese and pineapple from a yeah. fucking machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we're safe for a while yet, lads. Yeah, they don't. They, they, they don't know the career of Wendy Craig from Butterflies. You know, they do. Like they do not. No. They do not know the career of Wendy Craig. That's that's a very fine point. Or indeed, yeah. the career of Wendy James from Transvision Fans. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and, and and we do. So that's that's that, that just leaves us ahead. Hey, I, I wanted to just mention that because it's going to come back uh, again because Cam, no doubt, will just break into his automatic response mode at some point. Um, we had a couple of games since we talked last. And, you know, uh, I've done two Raw podcasts, a couple of Malbian Spot podcasts. A lot of football talk. And I know, Carl, you, you've just come off the riders. And I know, Cam, you did... Uh, you did uh, the the car pod with with young Tandon in the car on the way home as well after uh, Red Star, right? 
That's correct, yeah. Good so uh, we've 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 all we've all been uh, chit chatting about the football. So now we've got kind of a, an amalgam of the two games are ahead. I wanted to talk about you know highlights, lowlights, any ma- ma- major issues that you choose to talk about as per usual. I have a couple to get going with, unless someone wants to jump straight in. Um, um, oh, oh. Man's a very uh, simple one. Huddersfield's on. quite nice. I, I, this is the kind of stuff that I want to talk about. What do you mean it's quite nice? The drive from the motorway, Junction 38. Um, it's up to so the scenic. Yeah, it's lovely. It's really I, nice, yeah. I, I've done that a million times. I've, I, I used to have a lot of family in Huddersfield and Bradford. So we would stop, go to Huddersfield first and do that route. It's just wonderful drive. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. So what, you're going through a nice pasture land or what kind of country? Yeah, so like rolling yeah. fields, the, you know, the orchards and, and they Hilly, like a, a stone wall. They love a stone wall. Yeah. Oh, do they? Scenic yeah. villages. You know, like a slate wall. As in yeah. the summer wine, that sort of thing. Loads of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that part of the world almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just a bit further north of that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was very nice. So pretty. That that's that's. Oh no, no, thing. no, no, no. The, the the drive to Huddersfield's nice. He didn't say yeah. Huddersfield was pretty. Oh, okay. Sorry, I take it back. Yeah. I take it back. Uh, what Huddersfield itself is is like originally was that was that was that a mining town or what? Mills. What? Mills. mills. Yeah, mills. Rad- mills. was more was really full of mills, and Huddersfield was sort of like an offshoot. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I, I knew there was some sort of old in, industrial uh, yeah. heritage to it, but I just wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, a lot uh, of the old mills have been converted into apartments now. Really nice apartments, very stunning. Yeah, yeah. But when we get there and you walk around those nice apartments and you get yourself into the John Smith's Stadium, which is so oddly named, I don't know why. Um, oh, you, than Galfram or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, Galfram it was, yeah. Yeah. The what? The Galfarm Stadium, it used to be. Galfarm. It was a medical company or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, okay. And no, it's the, it's just the odd, odd, unusual, um, um, possessive apostrophe S thing in the middle of it. I don't know why that's there. Anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing again. The point I wanted to get to was when we get you guys, you, we, 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 we imagine ourselves inside that ground against, uh, Davey, uh, Wagner and his boys. The game itself had a couple of little incidents that I wouldn't mind just talking about. Um, uh, you can you can choose to spend as much or as little time on them. The first thing that I did want to chat about was, on, from a positive point of view, and it was uh, enhanced and exacerbated massively by the two goals uh, last night. Um, but for Mo Salah to get to uh, where he is now um, on the back of last night's um, 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 exploits to 50 goals in 65, I mean, you know, you go and pass names like Albert Stubbins and all the all the greats of the past. He's in his own, uh, on his own there, quite quite far away from everybody else. You know, um, I think I think Roger Hunt was seventy seven or something. It took him. Um, yeah. He he's 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 a phenomenon, and I think with all the sort of dwelling on and and the Huddersfield match was a perfect example of it. All the dwelling on how we are not scoring goals, how we have uh, ceased to be exciting, how uh, you know it's all gone tits up for us in an attacking sense. And people buying into this and panicking and all the rest of it. We have a guy there who's at the sharp end, who's so world class, he can do what he did. Uh 
and maybe not have a great game apart from that. Maybe you'd say he had a solid enough game apart from that. I don't know, but he did the one world-class thing against Huddersfield that we needed him to do. He did it so well. That's a fantastic goal. It's a highlight of any game for me. I loved it. I love Shakiri's involvement. I love the fact that we've got that guy, and I love the fact that he's doing his thing. And I wonder, and I'm putting this to you first, Carl, have you heard the chit chat all the all, everybody seems to be doing this uh, analysis of his body language how he looks grim and dark and bleak and not happy in himself are you having any of that i mean not in the slightest yeah. he's not celebrating because he's not been playing well and that's why he's not he's been a bit quiet because he doesn't want he doesn't want to be the focus of attention because it's not as if he scored he's, he scored thousands and thousands of goals this season so he's just been a very very humble man about it and the reason i know that is because when he was interviewed after the game last night and someone said to him, you know, um, you're so, so, people have been saying you've been on a gold route. And he laughed and went, who? Who? Like that. And laughed about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, that's a, and I, I just thought, that I, I was so pleased to see that. Because that, that blows away everything. He, he, he's having a laugh. He loves it. And before the game, he was waving to his mates in the stand and stuff like that. People are looking for, for trouble there. There isn't any. He's, 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 he's not gone mad because he's not been playing brilliantly and he knows that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's exactly it. I think, you know, it's that he's still in that stage where, uh, the first, the, I think the goal a couple of weeks ago was, was, was relief. The one that he kind of just got a, he toe poked in like from a yard out. I think that's relief. And you can see the relief on his face. He looked, it looked like he almost a weak for a second relief. You know, that feeling where you're flooded with it. Since then, I think you're exactly right. It's just like, well, this is what I do. What do you want? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. uh, and, and that's very much the attitude we want to see from that guy. And look, yeah, you know, I reiterate, for, we're in such a lucky position to have this kid uh, up top um, doing what he does alongside all our other, other wonderful players. But that statistic in and of itself, 1565, I said it last night on, on, on the Raw podcast, and that's PlayStation nonsense. You yeah. don't get that. That's, that's Ronaldo not, Messi territory. It is, except this is Premier League against better defenders overall, better teams and, and standard overall. Like, I mean, there's, I know La Liga is strong and all the rest of it, but there are a lot of weak teams that you can hammer in three and four and five against. And including Real Madrid these days. It would he said, appear. He, he said it, with some elements of smugness. Yeah, yeah. It, it would appear. That's, that's enjoyable. But, but Carl, that's my point to you is, uh, we should not be taking this for granted. And I think guys who are trying to look at, uh, at his facial expressions and, uh, Christ, you're missing it. You're not living. You're not living this great time that we have with this kid. Well, also on, on top of that. So the goal he scored again uh, on Saturday against Huddersfield, that was down our end. So I, I, I wasn't. I was probably, what, 20 metres away from him when he scored it. And what's so glorious about that goal, which you can't really tell from the cameras, is that he doesn't look at the post when he hits it. He's looking at his foot. He knows exactly where everyone is. He's got a split second to do it. And he knows exactly where everything is. It's like his back heel against Southampton. The the, the ability to to have that, to know, uh, if I do this, even this, though what I'm about to do is mad, I know that's good enough for it to go in. That's where his genius is. Yeah, it's the it's the split second the split second decision of, of I'll I'll just do this with his wrong foot. With his wrong foot, yeah, I'll just stab it like this. I don't have to look up and then welly it into the corner or anything like that. I just know that that's good enough to beat this keeper. Yeah, and I don't like you. You you guys both know yourself from from whatever level of of of, of footy you've played. 
It's one of the most satisfying goals to score as well, uh, where you, you roll it right across the face and in off the far post, the butt of the post. It's just gloriously satisfying. My first goal at senior level was exactly that type. And you just, you just, you're made up, you're elected because it's, it's perfection. It's, it's like what you're saying, Carl. He, he knows he's got that picture in his head as soon as always says of what's around him. And he's just concentrating on the technique. Uh, and, and, and for, for us to have this guy, uh, I think people shouldn't be taken for granted and looking around the corner for horrible, uh, horrible things. And, and Cam, I know like by contrast, um, you know, an awful lot of people had a right old moan. Um, I, I don't know, was I saying it to you fellas, but on the back of either, I think it was a promo for raw i think it was um where i was having a bit of a i was having a bit of a moan about lover and being involved it was actually it was after huddersfield <laughs> i was hemorrhaging followers on twitter at a rate of knots and i found it absolutely hilarious um because you know people i think are quite happy once you're saying nice happy happy things and if you yeah, find yourself, uh, you know, drifting towards one of the inverted commas camps and the other boys get all uh, up in arms. And it's one of the most pathetic things about social media. Um, I, I've, I find it abhorrent to be honest with you, but it's also quite amusing in a kind of tragic way. And, you know, I stand by what I said. I didn't. And I will say to you now, Cam, and I want, I want, I want your reaction to it. I, I, I just don't want to see him starting and I don't want to see Adam Lalana starting. And the reason for that is I associate them with teams that don't do well or fail at the final hurdle or whatever it happens to be. And I understand that both of them have their own talents and uh, both of them can do a job and in invert the commas. But do you understand what, what, where I'm coming from when I say like, why is he changing? A uh, wonderful centre half partnership. And we saw Joe Gomez again last night where he's supposed to play. He, he looked like he was on a different planet. Totally agree with you, Trev. Um, I, and as you know, I wanted to discuss exactly this. Um, I am not happy with the fact that he, if he's going to rest Joe Gomez, fine, rest Joe Gomez, play Lovren, that's fine. But then don't switch the centre-backs around as well to accommodate Lovren. Which the, full, the, full, the full backs, you mean? No, 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 no. He 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 played. Uh, he switched Van Dyke and Lovren. So oh, oh, Van, sorry, sorry, sorry. So yeah, Van Dyke yeah. usually plays at left centre back. Joe Gomez usually plays right centre back. But yeah. to bring Lovren in, he has to play him left centre back. Move Van Dyke to right centre back. Van Dyke looks uncomfortable there. Plus, he's then thinking, I've got to look after Lovren. He doesn't have that confidence in Lovren that he has in Joe Gomez. So you not only not only you. you bringing one player in, you're switching two players around. So you're switching two positions just to bring one guy in. And it and it's wrong. You play your best players in their best position. So um guys just put in the in the chat box that Lauren played right centre back. I don't think he did against Huddersfield. I'm sure um he, no. he, I'm, I'm sure it was the other way around uh, guy. So um you know it's something um I picked up on. Uh and then He's still playing um, uh, Gomez, and, and so where's where's Gomez getting his rest? He's yeah, not. but even even I mean, let's let's take fatigue and rest and all that kind of stuff out of it. It is interesting, first of all, that the trend is spelled out for whatever reason. Uh, that's that's interesting in and of itself because Huddersfield, you would have thought, um, would be a team where you know you guys were saying it last week. 
it, the phrase that kept coming up in our podcast was what? Fill your boots. That was the phrase. This is our time to go and score the goals. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield, Huddersfield had a pretty shocking record. Now, as it happens, our, our performance against them allowed them very modest totals, but it allowed them to have more shots per game than they'd had in Ambi- and I think for the rest of the season. Um, you know, they, their their aggressive uh, style of, of play got them some sort of modicum of results in the first half, at least. They had us under a little bit of pressure, had us pinned back a little bit. Um, that kid Billing, I thought was very good. He is good. You know, he's a good lad and, 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 and a monster of a kid. But, yeah. but, 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 but I suppose what I'm trying to say to you is, Carl, you, you said there in the chat box you disagree. What is it you disagree with? I think the reason he's played, he played Lovren is because you cannot emulate um, match conditions while training, and he's got to play him at some point. Um, I think Trent was due a rest. I think Robbo's due a rest as well now. And he's going to be next, despite the horrendous fact that who's going to replace him. Um, but um, I think that it's the same reason he played Lalana. I think. They've, they need minutes on the pitch. And he's obviously thought, well, Huddersfield, it's not City or Chelsea away, is it? They're not going to batter us to death. And I, I don't think Lovren is anything like a bad player. I don't. I think he's capable of being an absolute liability but I think overall he's okay and I thought he was absolutely brilliant at City the City game I thought he was particularly good um, but I think you've you, you've got to give people team time on the pitch because what you don't want is for us to be playing Bayern Munich in the quarter of the European Cup and then suddenly they're all knackered he wants them all at a certain level so if you're, if you're putting Adam Lallana in for his first start in the second leg at Bayern Munich and he plays like he did at Huddersfield, where he was clearly knackered after 10 minutes, then you, you've got to be prepared. That, that's why he's been messing around with the team of late. And I'm the same. I want Gomez in the middle as well. But um, no, Cam, I will not give in to you. Um, <laughs> I am holding the court. But uh, <laughs> it's, like, well, it's like Parliament, isn't it? I will not yield to the men from Wolverhampton North. This is it. Um, uh, we're about to. We're about how to... dare you? Wolverhampton North. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> this, this is going to be a, a cutback filibuster here. Go on. I'm now, I'm now here for the next 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Talking yeah. about the genius of Adam Lallana. Um, well, no, no. To be fair, because I did, I did, I did kind of squeeze across to you to, uh, in the middle of Cam's uh, uh, point about Lovren, and, and I do, I, I, I do want to let you back in, Cam, because I'm yeah. curious. I'm, like, okay, and he's, Carl makes a very good point. That there's, there's there's that practical reason why you why you uh, introduce players and you give them a chance and we all get that we all get that but you know and 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 maybe uh, maybe the idea of keeping a, a very excellent player and he did brilliantly in the second half at right back Joe Gomez maybe we've all got uh, things uh, arse about face and maybe uh, Clapos no doubt about Clapos probably always right. Uh, in comparison with us, but we can talk about what we what 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 we're disgruntled about. We just, I think, Carl's even agreeing. You want to see our best guys playing, and yeah, Moldy's Mal- talking to to Phil Thompson at the weekend. He says, and the two boys are talking about keeping partnerships together. Cam, is that what you were going at? Is that what you were driving at? Yeah, I mean, it. We we've been saying it for a, a long, long time. Every best, every brilliant team is built on individual partnerships within that team. And every great team always had 
a quality centre-back pairing. Now, to me, this, this centre-back pairing potentially will be as good, if not better, in my humble opinion, than the Lawrenson Hanson partnership. That's how highly I can see these two going. Because we know Van Dijk is world-class. We can see Van Dijk is world-class. Everybody knows that. He's one of the best centre-backs in the world. There's I'm furiously not... waving my papers across the, the aisle here. <laughs> in agreement. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, um... Mr. Speaker! <laughs> <laughs> but... I get it. I get it. If you've got to, if you've got to break that partnership up and you've got to take Gomez out, take him out and give him a rest. Why have we got a squad? Why is it? Why can't you play Nathaniel Klein against Huddersfield? It's Huddersfield. Well, I, I think that might be part of the problem. Well, this is it. I, I think it might be more about Nathaniel Klein than his Lovren, to be honest. That may well be the case there in that. But then he could have played Trent because Trent was rested. Trent had 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 a, had a game or two where he hadn't played. So he could have played that game quite comfortably, no problem. Yeah? You could, you could have then, if you're going to bring Lovren in, fine, bring him in. But the problem is then, if you're having to move your best centre-back to accommodate a player, and then, it, and then the, the player you're trying to accommodate in the 90th minute nearly makes the, the fuck-up of fuck-ups that could have led to an equaliser, mm. We've got it all wrong. Well, look, uh, on, on that. Just, but just quickly, just going on to the Adam Lallana one. Yeah. Last night when he came on, it, he came on at 3-0 with about 20, just 15, 20 minutes to go. It was. And Gags turned around, oh, no, not Lallana. And I said, no, that's the perfect time to bring him on now. He need, And it's exactly what Carl said. He needs minutes. He needs to get his match sharpness. You don't get that in training. He's absolutely right. We don't have reserve team football anymore where they get you, where they used to get that sharpness back. A player was injured. He would go back into reserves for six weeks before he's even considered for the first team to build so, up his match. So he has to get it somewhere. I, I agree with that. But again, you bring him on 15, 20 minutes. You, you, you know, when you're in a position of comfort. So you're, 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 you're driving down the same boulevard as I am, which is uh, the boulevard marked, let's just not start these two. They're fine coming on. Absolutely yeah. fine. And we, we start them when we need to. And, 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 and only when we need to. And, you know, the, the, the start for Adam Lalana, Carl, is an interesting one. Uh, it, you know, as you said, and I think, I think you might be right, you know, I think he was actually knackered after 10 minutes. Never mind whatever he eventually lasted to where he had to go over and ask the manager to please take me off. I'm yeah. Cause he said he had cramp in both calves and you're seriously tired when that happens. Yeah. Well, that exactly. So. And, 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 you know, and, and Cam mentioned his brief cameo. Well, it wasn't that brief. He did quite a chunk of the match, um, last night. And, you know, he found himself, I think, in one or two half decent positions and certainly was far more proactive than he was from the start, uh, or at any point during his, uh, longer showing at Huddersfield. Um, was that one glaring moment though, Carl, which again ties back into this idea of, uh, getting your match fitness, uh, whether you can do it or not, uh, where he seemed to be running through some sort of, congealed porridge having been put through on goal and you know it was a hell of a chance and a hell of an opportunity and not only did he not have the legs he seemed to also sort of semi-bottle the finish as well uh, oh i said bottle that's that's it's, it's not a confidence it is a confidence thing it is a confidence thing yeah it is yeah because he hasn't played for ages that's why so yeah um yeah. and uh, there's there's an expression that i've used this often in uh, the west wing 
it's trying to get into the game with one shot. And if that goes in, then suddenly Adam Lallana's back. Even if he really isn't, because he's still knackered. Um, and it, it got to his head. Unfortunately, it didn't really matter. It's not the last minute against City, is it? And, you know, um, I, I just, you've got to play them. Sometimes you've just got to play them. And, it, and it, we, we want a squad. And I, I see the argument about playing just the big three all the time with your best midfield and you don't mess around with your centre-backs. I can see that. But at some point, what happens when one of them goes missing and you've got no one to back bring in? Because they've, they've all been on PlayStations for the last seven months. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the situation to be in. Well, you you raise a really interesting point there, and it's a nice segue into the next area that I wanted to go into. And again, you f- fellas feel free to make as much or as little as you want, and move sideways out of it as you want. But I do think we need to address what was the midfield last night, as opposed to what was the midfield against um, Huddersfield. Not to speak about individual players, because quite honestly, I couldn't bear that conversation. It's beyond boring. There's I a do- very good article um, um, on this. Um- today on Anfield Index. Is there indeed? Yeah, very good. Very good. But do, do, do remember to plug it at the end. Uh, yeah, will do. Won't, won't you? Um, my point is, uh, the makeup of last night's midfield was sort of, you mentioned like, you know, uh, playstation stuff. It was sort of playstation We got our, our new boy, Fabinho. We've got Ginny Wijnaldum, who nominally was alongside him in a two. And then ahead of them, you had the uh, walking uh, sand wedge that is uh, Jordan Shakiri. Shoulders Shakiri. Yeah, it's little dinked balls left, right, and centre. His shoulders are nuts, aren't they? Is this just me? Are his shoulders four times the, the size of his hips? Uh, no, they, they're not because his hips are about four times the size of my hips, and I have some hips. This kid, at one stage, he knocked the lad over his arse effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, 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 I see that, and I think, fucking great. Uh, the last person I remember who was able to do that properly was um, the eternally, perpetually disgusted-looking individual that is Mark Hughes when he used to play football. And before that was Kane Douglas, a fellow who could just arse into his opponent and knock them off balance. And- do, you, do, do you know who's good at this as well? And you'd never think it in a million years. Jordan Ibe. Well, yeah. We, but, Jordan, uh, Ibe. Jordan Ibe uses, uses, uses arse like a third leg all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He would trip you up with his arse. Shame we didn't know what to do with the other two legs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good that's a good observation there by 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 Guy Drinkle that Enrique had tremendous arse power as well. There was a I remember having a conversation, I could have been with your old mate, your 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 mucker from the Anfield rap, um, Neil Atkinson about the best most tremendous uh, um, um, uh, uh, buttocks in the in the Premier League, and and we did at one stage have the uh, Chelsea fellow. What was his name? Ivanovic. He had a tremendously sticky out of arse, which he used to great effect as well. Oh, but, well, there's a there's a better one now. Oh, what was Hulk. that? Hulk. Zenit St. Petersburg. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. My I mean, God. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. <laughs> you can put a beard. I'm not on sure it. I want to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you can put you, honestly you can put a tray on it god that's yeah. huge absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah, I'm disturbed a, by all this well you see you are deeply deeply insecure in your own mind. listeners we're already thinking titles yeah <laughs> <laughs> arsegate <laughs> uh, but, but anyway anyway we do we, we've gone we've gone down the uh, the the, um, the, uh, the dark side 
<laughs> <Tea and me. laughs> well, that is that is buttock adjacent i'll give you that yeah um, but uh, but uh, <laughs> the, the point i was trying to make after all <laughs> there's a point to all this shakiri's <laughs> ass let's get it back to shakiri's yeah, ass again point, the point was the uh, jordan shakiri and jordan shakiri is um my joy of the season so far I absolutely love watching this kid. Uh, his passing's outstanding. His energy, uh, his willingness to try to link play. Everything he does is so uh, direct and determined and forceful. I love seeing him pinging balls across the pitch. I, I have to say, he's been by far the best thing about this season for me because he's been a surprise package because I think most people expected him uh, Cam to uh, if you'll pardon the the, the, the uh, unfortunate tie in it, to die in his arse but he's been great um, he's, he's played what two and a half games three games everything he's done has been great it, so it's been really good so Anthony, yeah. astonishing he was astonished for 45 minutes and then yeah. obviously uh, he got taken up at half time he was a sacrificial lamb Brains, don't don't piss on my chips. Come on, come on. <laughs> well, I, unfortunately for me, it's been Jomez, as I like to now call him. I think he's been the uh, the standout performer for us this season. Um, he's he's just astonished me with his play. I, I I'm sorry, but I can't I can't agree with you on this one. Um, he, there's not enough of a sample size for me, Fishku. But what he has done when he has been on the pitch has been wonderful. I mean, I said it last night. I, I thought first half he was by far our best player on the pitch. He was, he was wonderful. Um, but then he, he, he seemed to tire for me through the second half. And I think that was due to four games in a short, short period of time. You just said that you, you just said he hasn't played. Uh, but he played two for Switzerland in that. Oh, piffle. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Get, get up. Get up. You, you there with your logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> just minor get, details, lad. Sorry. Um, get, get, yeah. talk, get talking to me about Joe Gomez. Come on, come on. Get I'll, 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 I'll ask you a separate question: Is who is your player of the year so far? After nine whole games, well, nine league games. Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I, did, I didn't say Shakiri is my player of the year. I say he's been the most enjoyable thing about this season for me. Is Shakiri? But no, that's why I said Joe Gomez been the most enjoyable thing for me. I think his defending being has been a joy to watch. Hard to argue with with that. It has been wonderful. And uh, by the way, was the highlight for you what it was for me, which is that ridiculous bit of pace that he showed last night to get back and make that interception. Oh, what a what a, what a tackle that was! Oh. You just knew he was going to win that ball. You just knew there was no way on earth that other guy was going to get to it. And when that he he not only tackled him, he, the ball he kept the ball in play as well. Got up. The other guy, the the opposition, the Red Star, he was just lying there on the floor and he's like, what the fuck? He didn't get up for about 30 seconds. He just, what do I do? What can we do? You know, he was imperious. He's like a Rolls Royce. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and the thing about it is, yes, the pace is beautiful to behold because we haven't had that in the past and now we've got two of them. But it's not just that. It's his positioning, Cam. Uh, that's the the thing that stood out for me more than anything else. He keeps getting people out of trouble. Keeps doing it again and again and again. Uh, he he bailed out um, Dejan. He bailed out Virgil. He bailed out uh, uh, his fullbacks on so many occasions, especially gave Trent a dig out on so many occasions. Positionally, it's just like he's sort of appeared this season 
it's 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 been it's it's too much to expect, but it seems as if it's happened. He's just appeared magically as the perfect centre half already. He that season at right back um, on and off um, has has helped him immensely. He he's been able to observe, study, watch, and then when you're playing alongside someone like Virgil, who no doubt is in his ear all the way through the game as well, you know, helping him, cajoling him, telling him, this is where you need to be, this is where you, you shouldn't be, tuck in, just go wide a little bit, drop drop deep. He steps out so naturally with the ball. He, he's not afraid to just, you know, he doesn't panic. He's not flustered. He, he's, he is looking the real deal as a centre-back now for us. And that's why... You know, I said it earlier, I think they've got the potential to be the best centre-back partnership we've had, and I'll say it again, since Hanson and Lawrenson. Oh! Is that, that, that the air coming out of your balloon? That, that, that sounded like Carl was deeply, deeply upset by what you said there. Carl, uh, rebuttal? Don't ever compare anyone with Hanson and Lawrenson. Oh, ever. But, well, yeah, uh, let's say when, when when our pair win the league, then I think Cam can happily get back up on this. Exactly. It's so boxing. Say I, that. I did, and that's why I said potentially. I know that you're upset, Cam, because you've lost the Zara deal, but there's no need to start denigrating <laughs> legends. <laughs> uh, sp- speaking of potential, uh, Carl, speak to me about the boy Fabinho. What 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 are we thinking here? Uh, the the world's uh, oldest looking twenty five year old. Uh, what what do we you know you you can't mention the word the phrase sample size earlier on. We don't have a big one, but based on his performance against granted a very poor team last night. Well, can the, we go back further? Can we go back to Huddersfield? Well, yeah, that's that's that's. Because I, I thought he did really well. I thought I just said this in the last part. He was really calm. And it's, it's it, when you're under the cosh like that, and the man's already handicapped by the fact he's wearing pig boots, and you know, so he's, he's on he's onto a negative start straight away. Yeah. But I thought it's really easy to just whack the ball up the pitch to the fast lads, but he didn't. He, he, he took the he took the ball, brought players to him, and played a square, not even a square ball most of the time. But he played it to an advancing fullback, um, and I thought that's exactly what we needed because the midfield was was a mess in the first half until Genie came on, who is my player of the year, by the way. And um, so I thought he did really well then. And yesterday, and as I said in the piece, which is full of caveats, because you know, they were bloody awful. Um, it, they were just, um, I'm finding out that apparently he was wearing pink boots and breast awareness, which is breast cancer awareness, which is absolutely fine. But it did not stand out on that pitch, I can tell you. Um, same thing yesterday. It's, it's just the way, as a nominal number six, I thought he, I thought he moved up the pitch very well. As well, you know, he really was joining in. I mean, there was one point you could just tell he was even considering a shot. Then he realised, hang on, let's not go mad here. Well, Especially yeah, he, he carried it 30, 40 yards. It was fantastic yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I thought, I thought he was tremendous yesterday. I really did. And um, um, Tom made the point on the on the last uh, podcast that, uh, sorry, Stefan's made the point that, that basically he is the specialist number six in the squad because everyone yeah. else gets moved around a lot. Um, and You've got to be—it's a sample size thing again. You've got to be careful because it was—it was—it was Red Star Belgrade, and after 20 minutes, they—they they just wanted to get out the ground and get home again. And um, so, you know, the three of us could have handled that midfield. I'd pay to see that, by the way. Yes. But, um, uh, he was playing the number six out of us three. 
Because I, I, I ain't running, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, I, I've still got some some sort of an engine. I'll, I'll pretend to be running. It's fine. Okay, but you haven't got the hips, have you? That's the problem. Oh, yeah, I've got the hips, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'd have to... Me and you would be the double player, Carl. Don't worry. Yeah, I think that's probably quite likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at Frenchie sitting in there beside you. He's got... <laughs> I've got you back, Carl. Don't worry. Yeah, no worry. Yeah. By the way, I'm, uh, the best thing about my football game is very much my pointing ability. Yeah, I'm very yeah. good. I'm very good at pointing around the pitch. I can also. I bet the pair of you are wonderful at shouting instructions. Also, like uh, go long, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just pass it to each other. Yeah, exactly. Just I'm very, I'm, I'm, I must have told you this story, but it's it's very similar to my own ability. When um, when McManaman was at Real Madrid. Uh, and, and Michael Salgado, the, uh, the fullback went to Bright, to went to Blackburn. Um, McManaman said about him, he, he only knows two words of English and they both cover me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, do my work for me. I'm going up for a bit. Yeah. And my favorite part of that story is that you call him Michael Salgado. Which My, is, Mickey, Mickey Salgado. I, I enjoyed that immensely. Thank you yeah. for that. Uh, but, 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 but on Fabinho, to give you a shout on him as well, uh, Cam, um, you know, uh, w- we've pointed out that we don't have a huge amount to, to work with here, but I think, I think, I think Carl's right. Even more revealing than, you know, a very fine performance last night, you know, in, in the shakeup for man of the match, best pass of the match into Trent at one point, a lovely little yeah. thing. But, oh, that's lovely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but let's, you know, admittedly poor opposition. Um, a gang of shithouses as well, by the way. Um, I thought they started really well. Yeah, but, but, but they, they were, they were, get, they were really, really on the verge of completely losing it. Nearly all of them. They were really undisciplined. They were shit talking to the referee. I think an older head probably would have maybe gone, gotten a handle on that. That was a debut performance by that 34 year old ref in the Champions League. You know, yeah. some. Oh, the, key, uh, the keeper was good though, wasn't he? The yeah. keeper was absolutely nuts. Uh, yeah. I, I love that. And, 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 you know, two ridiculous penalties that we got as well. So, but anyway, anyway, I digress. Back to, uh, to Fabinho. Cam, probably the more revealing thing was what he did and how effective he was, uh, as Carl says, in showing things up. And I think Ginny Wanaldum had been brilliant when he came on, really showed the difference, uh, in standard, uh, to what we had starting the game. Uh, but when Fabinho came on, I really liked what he added. Um, I wouldn't say they were shit opposition. Uh, They're going to be hard. The, the reason being, don't forget, they, they drew with Napoli. This is a Napoli team that beat us. So yeah. I wouldn't say they're shit opposition. And yet, if if you're going to sort of compare the two games that we've recently played by saying, oh, well, you know, Red Star was shit because our midfield looked so brilliant against them. Well, why wasn't our midfield so good against the second worst team in the Premier League on Saturday? What, what's Adam, the difference Adam, here? Adam Lallana. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I think you killed my argument. Well, or prove my argument. <laughs> I, well, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, so, um, you know, you can't say, yeah, it's hard to say, it's hard to say that they were, they're terrible opposition because of that, because then we should have done the same with, uh, Huddersfield on Saturday, but we didn't. But, um, Fabinho, was, Fabinho, yeah, yeah, Fabinho. I thought was man of the match last night. Uh, I thought he just uh, grew into the game superbly. His tackling, yeah, is 
is is, is something else. Uh, the way he uh, the, the way he just positions himself to block off the passing lanes. He just he he has a knack of knowing where to, where to go. He 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 gently just jogs into space when um, when Bobby was just coming coming out of the ten roll. He was just then just moving gently up and then just moving alongside Mo a few times. Uh, you know that was really impressive to see. And it was nice that, like Klopp said, um, because it was Fabinho's birthday on Tuesday as well, that um, he he played four two three one because that's the system that suits Fabinho. It was a nice present from Klopp. So what happens when we go back to a four three three? Does that mean Fabinho is not going to play again? Well, also, can I, can I, can I point out that um, that when it was Trent's birthday, he dropped him against my... <laughs> <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cheers, boss. Thanks. <laughs> so what, what's, what's my little problem? Where am I playing tonight, boss? Yeah, you're next to me, mate. Yeah. yeah, eating cake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've got a flask. Oh, there you well, go. maybe it was a uh, cheese on sticks. I don't know. Um... He would eat that sort of stuff. <laughs> Just because vitamin C is not allowed in the drink household, that's the problem. They've all got rickets and scurvy. Yeah. Oh yeah. dear. It's 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 it's. You're sure asking for it now. <laughs> I gotta have to read it. I gotta have to read out anything he puts in the chat box. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's just you who keeps having to fucking do that. Yeah. Um, well, he stopped typing, so he's really upset. <laughs> um, look, you know, I, I I we needed to talk about Fabinho. I wanted to talk about Shakiri. We've got we've made mention of Mo Salah. We've talked about. Joe Gomez. Is there anything else that remains before we get out of our, our, our football section? Uh, just quickly, I'd like to say I, I, I really liked Bobby in the number 10 last night. I thought it was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Well, it's, it was his best game probably of the season, wasn't it? Well, by far. Yeah, he was good. I, I, he, it's he, a role he played at Hoffenheim as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and you could tell. He was yeah. really comfortable. Really, really very, comfortable. Very. He, he had, all, the, all the Bobby things were on the the winning back, the the, the link up play, the touch, everything was wonderful. Yeah, there was some there was some back back heels, back flicks between the from three, four, and you know it was just that one one back flick too many or not quite getting it right that was just going to put the player in. We could have had a hat full of goals last night to be fair. Well, here's here's the, here's the question then. Just looking forward to the weekend and, and our uh, Saturday three o'clock Anfield kickoff. Wow, a, a, a rare thing. Yeah. Um, uh, against Colin Wanker and his team, um, who are on five points. They have just got their only win of the season in their last game, 4-2 defeat of the equally lamentable, uh, defensively uh, speaking, um, Fulham. Uh, they had, I think, two draws earlier in the season, one home, one away. The win was at home last week. Uh, they're coming to our place on Saturday. You look at their squad, and there's not a lot of names that are going to be familiar to people who aren't. Uh, and, he, and he won't play them anyway, because he, he's a, um, he budgets points. He'd rather save them for, a, for a, an easier game. Who do you mean he won't play? He won't play his better guys? No, he he'll, he'll wait till they play a six-pointer against Huddersfield or someone. That, that's a thing he does, isn't it? That yeah. is a thing he does, yeah. He's, Although, he's, he's, he's given up on our game already. I've absolutely well, no doubt about that. Well, do remember, he has a particular... Gripe when it yeah, comes when it comes to Liverpool. Uh, so because he hated the fact that we tried in one game, which is quite evil of us to be honest. 
That's right. You remember that? Yeah. How dare you try? In the Rafa era, wasn't it? Yeah. When, yeah, 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 yeah. He was particularly poisonous towards Rafa. You know, very, very interesting chat with uh, with with uh, Mr. Monbiard, who <laughs> he was kind of talking a bit. He was talking a bit out of school, which which I always love when he does a bit of that. And he's he reckons he reckons Neil Warnock's a weirdo. <laughs> He reckons he, nobody really talks to him and he keeps to himself. I loved all that. I love hearing stuff like that. But, I mean, you look at his team, lads. I mean, the the, the centre midfield is the strongest nominally uh, area of the of the park with a, an Irish international, Harry Arter, and, and the Icelandic captain, uh, Gunnarsson. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've got Callum Patterson, and and they're they're signing the the kid they signed from was it Chelsea Reed, uh, Bobby Reed? I can't remember who who they got him from. He's with a big club. Was it City? Perhaps I think it was City. Um, and they both got a goal each against Fulham. But then, Carl, you mentioned earlier on. I think if me, you, and Cam had rolled up against Fulham, we probably one of us at least would have notched. They are absolutely abysmal defensively. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, what do you think? What, 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 this is what I want to leave it on for, for our football chat this week. What, what do you think uh, Klopp does? Does he does he keep the ball rolling now with Shakiri and the three boys and see can we get this uh, keep this sort of uh, uh, goal scoring thing going or, or how, do, how how do you think he lines up? I think he goes back to what he knows best. What does that mean for you? Milner, Henderson, Ronaldo. You do okay. Yeah, if, if if they if they if they're fit, I don't know. Huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So for you, Fab and Shakiri are out. Uh and and do you think the front three is the front three? Uh yeah, they, definitely they, definitely not moving that. No way. Um guys just typed in the box that Hendo's out. In that oh, case, okay. I'd play Winaldon. Oh that case, now do you know what? I probably will go the same three again then. With Shaq and Fabinho, really? Yeah. Yeah. Even if, even if Milner's fit. Uh I think we might need Milner for Red Star. Right, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And the uh, you don't see any, you don't envisage any uh, pricking about with the defence. The, the defence will be the defence. The back five is like, including Alisson will be what we would all. Pretty much the same, yeah, I think, yeah. Trends back in, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, the only slight change might be, you might have a look at giving Robertson a rest. Yeah, and in which case, and you flagged this up earlier on, and the cameo that Albi Moreno put in was just some of the finest crack I've ever had watching. Yeah. Uh, he is a mentalist. Uh, that 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 performance, that just little, that just You're little... playing full back, man, full oh. back. And did you see him doing his patented Albi tackle, where he basically yeah. jumps backwards into a guy and lands with his two feet square? Uh, a long jump, yeah. With his, with his arse, it's a reverse scissors kick. Yeah, and and he he quite often comes away with the ball. I mean. Jose Enrique used to do this thing where he'd tackle with the outside of his foot and often come away with it. It was quite a fancy trick he had. Uh, but with Albi, he just dives in on the guy with both feet in the air at the same time and sort of lands on him and, and, and hopes to come away with the ball. And that always looks good to a referee. It does. It really does. <laughs> they love that sort of stuff. So, I mean, if you're, if you're suggesting to me that, that, that that's a likely, uh, that that's a likely starter there, uh, is Albi. Um, okay. Um, that's interesting. And you're well, right. I, I, the reason I say that is because I think, um, if you look at the 38 games, which game are you going to make a big change like that in? It's this one, isn't it? Cardiff at home, Fulham at home. They're the ones you think we should beat them with, also, again, us three on the pitch. Yeah. You're not going to do it City away. 
Yeah, and 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 yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Cam, do you do you do you reckon there's going to be any mucking about with the defence? And, and it's a good point that Carl makes. I mean, Robbo is due a spell out. Um, we've actually got an eight-day rest, I think, after the game. Yeah, maybe that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because um, the next game is then Arsenal away on yeah. the Sunday. Uh, the Red Star is the following. Red Star away is the following week. Um, so. It's more, be, it's, it's, more scientific, it's more scientific than that, Cam, isn't it? In terms it is of more that. scientific, but the eight-day rest is massive still. Well, in that case, I'm, I'm definitely Milner for Arsenal, definitely. So I'll go with the same same eleven again. S- same eleven as the, as the midweek there, as the, as last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, Jesus, I would love that. I would yeah. love that. That, I, I, that, was, that was as close to our best eleven. Uh, that we've got, I think that's our best eleven that is available right now. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, right, available. Like you see, so you're saying that Naby Kate is still not available. He's, no, he's he's out for about three weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, he's out for a bit. Yeah, and it, it's arguable, by the way, based on performances alone, that he still wouldn't be in that on performances alone. I wouldn't uh, play. Him. I wouldn't myself. Not not on what we've seen so far. No. It, 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 you know, and, and I understand that I'm putting Fabinho ahead of him, but that game and a half in a row from Fabinho for me has him ahead because as as a body of work, it's 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 superior to what Naby's put in so far. I don't. Then going back to James Milner, he he's he wasn't that great last three or four games he played. He hasn't been. He hasn't been now. And no. so you know to to say oh bring James Milner back based on what. Well, based on the fact that Kloppo is Kloppo and he likes his he likes his boys that he likes. He does, he does. But you know, Kloppo also knows that even though it's Cardiff, why not? Again, I I'm a big believer in you pay you play your strongest eleven available, get the goals, and then you make the changes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, one guy who's probably not going to get dropped is is Sadio Mane, and I don't just to segue out of the football and into our non-football section. I don't know if you saw during the week, but it's really important that we got these people who are watching Liverpool and watching our players for us from 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 afar. And I don't know, did you read the, the the quotes from the Togo boss Claude Leroy there during the week? Well, no. Claude, Claude's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an insightful football man. Uh, he said that Sadio's an excellent player. And I tell you, that all of Africa watches him play in the Premier League at the weekend as well as the Champions League. He's a great player. He'd have his place at Manchester United, at Barcelona, or at Real Madrid. However, a club is different to a national team, says Claude. We often criticise players for not shining so much with the national team. But at clubs, players know each other. All the time, the players see each other training together, whereas in the national team, they only see each other periodically. So that's a nice thing to know about international football and the difference between it and club football. And I all credit to Claude because I, I was not aware of that. Uh, uh, so, sorry, Trevor, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm, Trevor, I'm, I'm still writing that down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, I know. Listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a transcript because it's... Okay, you, cheers. I thought you were going to say, come out with something like... Um, we are now looking to sign uh, uh, Sadio for Togo. <laughs> <laughs> well, like apart altogether from his absolute wonder, wonderful insight at the end there about the difference between international and club football, what <laughs> he could get his place at Manchester United? Could he? Could he really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Anyway, can I, can I say, say just one final thing? That my, my final football thought, and it doesn't—it doesn't bear analysis. Or Is this ever? Time. Uh, <laughs> you, you you wish sunshine, <laughs> um, and it's just this: 
Jorginho Ronaldo is my is my favourite Liverpool player the, the, so far this year. But my favourite player in the league as a whole this year is Alexis Sanchez. Thanks very much. Oh, I'm glad you finished on that. That is a lovely note to finish on because we haven't decided. We we take we've taken the higher ground and we've decided not to Mourinho bash this week, even though it's the easiest time ever. And so we come to our non uh, football six section of the of the of the podcast, and you know it, this is where we're supposed to have Carl's crooning corner. Uh, but you know, you, you, you've basically shied away from this, my friend. So I believe instead you've got some names that you can clang. <laughs> I believe you've been uh, doing your usual hobnobbing and uh, uh, with with the, with the A, Bs, and Cs listers. Uh, so talk to us about some of that. In the past three weeks, I uh, so last Thursday night I was backstage with Jack Whitehall. Um, he's a very nice man, um, taller than you think he's going to be. That was nice. Um, I've recently met David Seaman, but I've met him a few times already. I was talking to Frank Bruno's agent this week. That was a work thing. Uh, I've met Alexandra Kane from Love Island. And um, my favourite of them all, I met Shaken Stevens. Thank you very much. You stood next to a green door. Please tell me you stood next to a green door. Uh, Sadly not. But I did ask him how his house was. (laughs) That's one for the kids, for sure. Oh, yeah. the, uh, camps, camps. Very good. Very good. Uh, talk, talk, talk to me about Shaken Stevens, because he's, he's a curio, if ever there was one. I mean, what, what, what age of a, of a gent are we talking about now? What, 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 I'd, what, I'd go for really six. I'm going to have to look it up now. Because now, 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 now you're being interesting, Trev. Talk about Alan Partridge. Um, uh, <laughs> I'd, uh, um, very, very... Uh, I'm not I, going, I'll go to the limit and say that his hair is dyed. I'll just say that. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm saying 61, 62. I'm going to have a I'm, look now. I'll, I'm Googling it. I'm Googling I'll go it. Ahead, Dan. You do it fair to me because I'm on a different podcast. He's 70. Is he? Wow. He looks, he looks really good for 70. Does he? Yeah. March 1948. Did, did, was, I, was it you I was speaking to, Carl, during the week about that brilliant quote that was, or that brilliant uh, video clip that was going around only last week yeah. uh, from the 80s where Young Richard Madeley was interviewing Shaken Stevens, and he like Madeley was beyond Partridge. He was like a, yes. cr- a cringe factory, uh, such a crass sort of a twonk when he was younger. Yeah. And yeah. It, basically, it looked as if our mate Shaky was off his fucking tits on something because he jumped on top of him. Yeah, there's um, there's, there's there used to be a program in the early eighties called Oh Boy, which was basically bands doing old fifties covers. It's oh, right. by Joe, Joe Brown, and there's one from Shaky before he was really big, so I'd say sort of mid to late 70s. Um, Shaky's big year was 1981, um, and he, he's, let's just say, drinker being taken, um, and he falls over the drum kit at the end. I think on purpose, but you couldn't swear to it. Yeah, so he, so he had it in him back then to be a bit of a messer, is what you're saying. I think he, 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 he had a thirst. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that. Yeah. I do love all that. And I, it made me think, Cam, if you were to pick out your absolute go-to favorite 80s artist, mm-hmm. and I know I know you're not a massive, massive uh, fan of music outside of four Coldplay songs. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no, no, no. four no, no. Four songs. Uh, but, 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 you know, the 80s, we're talking about an era where, you know, you would have been in your early 30s 
So, like, what what, what kind of music? <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of what kind of music were hello, you hello mr kettle <laughs> carry on <laughs> what, what kind of music were you rocking out to? if you had to pick a, 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 an 80s artist i'll let you have two max a male and a female who would you go with shalomar go on <laughs> was Shade in the 80s yeah uh just about she did go into the 90s but yeah yeah, no, but um, I, I don't. Your know. Lovers King was mid eighties, easy. Yeah, probably. Duran Duran were very big in the eighties, weren't they? They were. So, but you, you're eight, eight, Rio was eighty two. You're just saying. You're just saying. You're just saying things now. I'm asking you about bands <laughs> that you actually liked. <laughs> uh, you're just saying sentences. Uh, Duran, Duran Duran were good. Um, I, I did not. No, 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 no. All right, no, oh, there weren't. Um. Do you remember? Do you remember that wonderful hi-fi that your that your folks bought for themselves? Yeah, that, you know, I got, I got my one record, Adam. That, you, know, right. that you got to look at, yeah. yeah when, I mean, when, you, when you put the tuner part of that on, <laughs> do you know what the tuner part was? It was for Sunday evenings, oh, and it was it was Radio Leicester, Lovely. yeah, BBC, and it was their Asian version, and Mum Dad. <laughs> Press record now. Now press pause. Now press record. Now press pause. And I'm doing a tape of yeah, Asian songs, which I didn't have a clue what was being sung. So always in Hindi, weren't they? I'm not that I understand Javi that well. I don't. I don't know about music. Don't ask me about music, lads. Come on. I'm saying that me and Tandon did have a, a lot of '80s stuff on last night, but it was a. Uh, did it? No, no, we didn't actually. It was more. Oh, oh come on! I, I need this. Come on! I need this, Cam. Oh, uh, Mitchell. Cam, again, you're just saying things. You're just saying <laughs> things that come into your fucking head. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. I know for a fact, me and you have had a conversation about Kim Wilde. Hey, she was she 80s? I thought she was like 70s. 81. She, she was 81. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you Kim Wilde because... You know, I, I, I can't feel for you here, brother. I'll put you, I'll put you on the spot. So, so it was more of a, a teenage fascination. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, yeah. I, no one says you have to be grooving into the, into the tunes. I'm just curious yeah. about pop stars. Um, so we go, I, I, and have a think while I, while I quiz Carlo. He'll probably well, have- I'll tell you who was big in the eighties for me. Um, and I think he was big for a lot of people in the eighties. Well, um, it would have been George, not not George Michael. Um, oh, what's his name? One of his things, um, Camel Chameleon. Culture Club. Boy, George. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've got his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's well. his name? Tell me his name. It's, it's Boy George with Culture Club. Boy George, sorry, yeah. Very yeah, good. yeah. That's, yeah. that's sad, George, in my mind. I've done said George Michael. Yeah, Boy George. Can I, can I just say, I've, um, I've met Boy George. Carry on. Oh, of course you've <laughs> <laughs> course. I, I walked past him in a pub once. He was DJing downstairs in a pub. Yeah. And I was yeah. upstairs. He walked, he walked past me to leave the pub. So that well, makes me I've met, I've met what, him as far as I'm concerned. What about you? And no achingly cool hipster reference here. I'm talking about when you were actually a nipper in the 80s and you had some dodgy musical taste, like we all did. Carl Kopak, who was your favourite artist? The Style Council. 
Ah, oh, fuck. I'm not sure I can give you that. Really? Because that, that's probably as weak as I'm going to go. Ah, but, come uh, but, uh, but come on. Come on. You've got I'm, a skeleton in that closet, kid. Come on. You know, I, I did, um, because I was into mod stuff, so I was into the jam. Um, Alex, I had I had no. That's what I call music too. And I, I never, no, I never did anything like that. I, I was all I on loved the all, alternative side of things. I loved all of them. I even loved that Paul King Love and Pride song. I don't mind that song at all. Yeah, yeah. I just loved all that stuff. I, I Shaka Khan. I whatever was 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 on that album. I loved it all because I didn't understand anything except. That's music. And then, uh, maybe a year or two later, I started to, you know, have my fucking style council period. <laughs> no, I, I was, I was, um, I bought all the style council singles the day they came out on seven and twelve inch. Ooh. Oh, I've got, I've got mates who will back me up on this. Um, I was, I was, all the way to, um, Shout to the Top, which I think was seven singles. I got them all the day they came out. Yeah. That, well, to be fair, that's a belter right there. Yeah. Uh, Last one then for us before we go. I have bought someone now, actually. Of course you have. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Come on. Settle in, everyone. Yeah. Just go anywhere. Strap in. If you say mid-year again, I'm going to punch you. Go on. (laughs) Uh, Annie Lennox and the Europe mix. All right. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, Yeah. 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 That was, they were, they were quite good. They were quite good. Uh, I, I did used to fancy old Bananarama, and then I saw them again, and I... Well, I've yeah. told you my Bananarama story, haven't I? Yeah, I have, yeah. Always yeah, bears yeah. repeating that. Fond memories, fond memories. What was your Bananarama? Just, just... At, but- at Butlins, when they waved at me. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that was the highlight of Butlins weekend for us, that was. <laughs> That'd be the highlight of my teens, frankly. <laughs> I've heard they still talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that, was that another one of Jan's tales, was it? What was that phrase about the, uh, the something, the, the bulge from earlier on? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> We're not getting back to Arsgate again, are we? <laughs> no, no. And do you know what? I've, I'm absolutely disgusted because I had the perfect two-word title, which is an actual quote from earlier on i've forgotten it so um we should just finish with one last thing uh that we always do uh when we hit the wall and we've got nothing else to say which is netflix recommendation what have you been watching one from each of you and then we will finish uh Can I, so we're missing out the big topic of the week what's a big topic of the week we haven't done the croissant we are we're oh. saving that Should we save it we'll save it we'll save, we'll save, it. save, it. We'll save it because because um just yeah, give, to, give cam time to leave the country yeah. To, to fill, to fill listeners in, um, during the week we had a very heated debate in which. I think it's the angriest we've ever been. We were, we were all very upset and mostly bearing the, 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 uh, wrath was Cam Branch, who was doing unmentionable things to muffins during the week. And. Yeah. Crumpets. Crumpets. Yeah. Crumpets, sorry. And it does, it does bear revisiting. So we'll, we'll, we'll make that a bigger topic. So back again to. The last thing of the day. So a Netflix recommendation from you, Carl. What do you reckon? I've been watching Making a Murderer. The new episodes are out of that. And? Um, um, it's just amazing telly. It just really is. What I really like about it is the first the first half of the first episode, what they deliberately, people are shouting upstairs, sorry. Uh, the people, um, they make a big thing about the fact that people hated it. You know, the hard right conservatives so, no, you know, the judge said he's guilty, so he's guilty, they should leave it alone, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, but in this one, they've got a, um, this one, like it's, like it's a story. 
in real life, he's got a lawyer called Kathleen Zellner, and I wanted to play number six for Liverpool because she's fucking petrifying. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. And I, I actually I decided to watch the first series again before I watch it. So I'm about halfway through series one again. She says something, she says something really good. So when I'm def- so she's a specialist on basically overturning decisions. Yeah. Um, and she says, if I find out that when I'm defending someone that they're guilty, I'm I'm harder to, to them than any other prosecutor. I thought, yeah, that's a woman you want on your side. That sounds like somebody's very fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, so that's Carl's recommendation. Cam, anything in particular you could uh, recommend to the listeners? Well, I am currently watching Making a Murderer 2. I'm about four episodes in. So I think I want uh, behind you then. Yeah. Um, but what I just watched prior to that, which is just a little bit of lightheartedness, is uh, The Good Cop. The Good Cop. Uh, yeah. A movie? No, no. It's just a 10 part series about. Uh, the, the, the clues in the title a good cop uh, he, he he just plays everything by the book everything in his life is done by the book if the light is red and there's no traffic and the light is you'll see it in the first episode you just sat at a red light that's broken he won't move because it's a red light you can't you can't jump the red light you sort of be sat there for 10 minutes and then you, you know change your scene so uh, it's about a uh, father son thing and uh uh the, the the father was uh, convicted of a, a crime and went down and the father, you know, so uh, the father's the complete opposite of the son. It, it's just lighthearted humour, but there's a there's storyline. There is a storyline within it as well. So it's, it's, if you want something a little bit lighter. Okay, um, I'll look it up. Yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. And it's, it's, it's a one-off series of 10 episodes. Um, I... The way they've left it, I think uh, there will be a series too. Okay, and can I give my recommendation of what you should not what no. you should not watch? No, you, power, power, uh, and and it's got nothing to do with Netflix. And it's basically if you so, if if you so far have been watching The Walking Dead, and you have been saving up the episodes of the new season because you've watched it all so far, and fuck me, you're gonna finish it. Just. Be brave, opt out, because it is ludicrous now. It was ludicrous last season, and it was ludicrous the season before, and it's just gone bananas. And I'm stuck with it, and I can't get away from it. I will have to watch it as long as they keep like, making it. Like, like, like I was with power. I just thought, no, even though I'm going to clue what's going on anymore, I've, I've Where are you with that? I've, I did it, finished it. What? See, that, that's it's it. Five. Yeah, I finished season five, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God, you brave man. You just you just have to. I'm I'm the same. I'm a completist. There's no way I won't watch all of this, and I fucking detest yeah. every minute of it. But there's no way I won't watch it. No way. So uh, if you if you've been uh, if you've been putting it off, I would say uh, continue to do so. We should finish up because we're getting into the danger zone of near seventy minutes. So that is it for this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. Before we go, as usual, I'll ask the lads if they have anything they want to flag up. Um, Carl. I've got a piece out today about um, the midfield from last night and how <laughs> the midfield is the last thing to be looked at um, for Jurgen Klopp because he sort of defence and the attack. But I've also got two novels out and you must be sick to death of me hearing them now. No, we're not sick to death of hearing about them. Give the titles again because there are some people listening here as we My know. debut novel is called And What Do You Do? Um, my second one, which is out in August, was is called Falling Without Landing, which now has 15 reviews on Amazon. 
And, I'm, and the first book's got 30. Great stuff. Uh, highly recommended, obviously. And before I come to Cam, I just want to say that I don't, and I have made a point of not uh, trying to flog you people anything um, who are listening. Uh, and I've made a point of not mentioning uh, in any way heavy rotation the massive, massive interest in my life that is AI Pro. Uh, but I will start to do that, I think, because I do want people uh, to get over there and sample it at least. And I know that if you do sample it, I know you won't be going anywhere because it's unrivaled in terms of fan content. I have no doubt about that. It's not bias. Uh, you know, I do listen to all the other bits and bobs and I've tried to educate myself on what, what's going on around, uh, in terms of, uh, not just direct rivals, but also other fan media as well. And there's nothing like it. There's literally nothing like it. Um, so. I've decided that every so often from now on, I'm probably going to get someone on just to talk to you for a minute or two about what's going on over there, just by way of a short chat. Uh, so every so often we'll be doing that in this little period here, just for a minute or two. It's going to be about football, but also uh, letting you know of what is available to you on AI Pro. So do uh, be expecting that. It's not going to be any kind of a hard sell. It's just going to be a making you aware type thing, uh, which will be in the form of some sort of a relevant Reds-related chat cam any last uh messages from yourself indeed um sometimes one creates a dynamic impression by saying something and sometimes one creates a significant an impression by remaining silent and that is the dilemma and i do like that i do like that i'd like to tell you that um, you are usually falling into the latter category of being uh, profound through silence, but sadly can. <laughs> That's where we lost the Zara money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Perfect fucking example. Perfect yeah. example. Had to run your mouth about about uh, about River Island. Had to. Mm. Had to. You know, and we were in there. Um, <laughs> we, we were in there. Yeah. <laughs> In um, River Island, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 Last, uh, last, last word uh, is from Guy Drinkle, who in Netflix related uh, uh, Jiggery Poker uh, recommends Daredevil Season 3, and I cannot wait having loved the first two. And on that note... Sandwich watched it. He was raving about it last night as well. Good. Uh, on that note, we'll finish up with me thanking you, our listeners, for the support that you give us eight, each and every week. Yeah. Uh, been checking on how many of you are there are out there and it's delightful to know you're there in such numbers uh we are greedy bastards here and we want more of you uh to uh virtually hug on a on a weekly basis so do pass the word around let someone know about it send them a link whatever the hell it is you do i've been trev danny until we speak to you again next week be kind to your fellow reds and stay safe out there Podcast Network.